Aloha, welcome to Mana Christian Ohana online service for February 28, 2021. Nawahini Hilinai Ya Yesu will be worshiping with you this morning, Ekolumea Nui. Three most important things in the world is faith, hope, and love. In 1 Corinthians 2 5, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men but by the power of God. I pray you are blessed today with faith, hope, and love. Aloha.
ia kula o mosa i kānaka, mai veli veli o kou no ka mea. Ua hele mai ke kua e hoa o ya o kou, i mau kona makau ia māluna o o kou, i lave hala ole o kou. Exodus 20, 20. Moses said to the people, Do not be veli veli. God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. Veli veli, afraid. The phrase, my veli veli o ko, do not be afraid, is repeated throughout the Bible when the Lord or one of his messengers appears before a human. Here, the people have seen the presence of the Lord on the mauna and they have trembled in fear. But the Lord was not trying to scare the people. He was defining himself before them, putting his mana on display in elemental creativity. He was making this display so that there would be no question of who he was. The display of true power was being made by the true God. The objective of this display was to secure the obedience of the people and to keep them from sinning, from separating themselves from him. By living with Keakua, his manabu would be accessible to them. What he intended for them, he intends for us. To know his mana and the perfection of our relationship with him, not in the veli veli, but as it says in 1 John 4.18, Aloha drives out fear. In Aloha, there is no room for the veli veli, the fear. My veli veli, my veli veli ka ko, and aloha nui to you.
you all this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Today, this morning, is such a beautiful day in Waimea. As I looked up at Mount Akira, there were just a few cumulus clouds on top, little white clouds, pretty, but a beautiful day. My topic today, and I'm so excited to do it, is the Ten Commandments. Don't leave the room. Don't turn off your television because <clears throat> it's, it's a good teaching, learning sermon for all of us. Let us say a prayer. Father, please, that your Ten Commandments be better understood and better lived <clears throat> as we reach forward to your Son, Jesus, that we would live this daily life, Father, by these good guides, not harsh, they make us right with you, with your son, with what he's done at Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen, I pray. So I've got three phases. One is about the Ten Commandments, and then two, the Ten Commandments themselves, and then a closing. So. The Ten Commandments are the first direct communication between a people and God, designed to elevate our lives above mere frantic animal existence to the sublime, which means good, beautiful, levels humanity is capable or experiencing. <clears throat> they are the blueprint of God's expectations of us and his plan for a meaningful, just, loving, and holy life. They're good. Each commandment asserts a principle, and each principle is a moral focal point for real life issues relating to God. Family, sex, work, charity property, speech, thought, your whole life. The basis of our Judeo-Christian society, which we are, as we are Americans, this society has succeeded when it is a Judeo-Christian, where we take the values right down from these Ten Commandments to live by, to be orderly, they help us to be better Christians and a better society, to have a successful democracy. Without these values, you cannot have a real successful democracy. I'm sorry. The basis has to come from the living God. What our <clears throat> laws are based on, 
All of our laws are based on, they come from the Ten Commandments. The judges wear black robes like the judges. And all these are, could be traced, all of our laws could be traced back. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. All the way back. And where we have forgotten as a society, we're starting to pay the price. Where we're going away from them, the fabric is getting weaker. It meant so much to God. He wrote the Ten Commandments down in stone. And he built an ark to carry the Ten Commandments around wherever the Israelites went. It was the basis of their learning. It was the changing of their minds. It was the transfiguration or the transforming from being slaves, captive, to being free people. We need to think about that. The Ten Commandments. Some churches are throwing them away and just considering them the law. They're the guides for our good behavior, for the good behavior of a society. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> the Ten Commandments and the laws do not bring salvation. They do not bring eternal life. Galatians 2.16a says, No, that a person is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. See, God didn't make things or salvation where we could earn it, buy it, deserve it. Only that we're his children do we receive it. So that is what is known by grace. He's giving it. We didn't pay for it. We didn't deserve it. But God has given it to us through the blood of the Lamb. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 explains it better. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved. The grace of the living God, when he sent his son, as we prepare for Easter, the resurrection of the Christ. It's one of the culminations of God's message that his son would rise from the dead so that our sins would not be covered by the blood of an animal, but by the blood of the living God, so that forever those who receive him, those who say, come and be my Lord, come into my life. I want to change my life. The Ten Commandments don't hurt me. They help me. They guide me. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. No one. No one. No one, not the pastor, not anyone can say, I'm more righteous than you. Salvation, <clears throat> eternal life, going to heaven, set aside, justified. All these terms of being together with God in his presence when you die forever and ever, when this time on earth ends forever and ever, you will not be separated from the shepherd. You will be with him in his peace. You will not be in any pain. You will be with him in his love. Oh, what a beautiful thought. And so much of that begins with understanding the Ten Commandments. See, God says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. 
See, there was nothing that could you could buy your way out of sin. The wages of once you do a sin, once you're born into sin, only death can resolve that debt. But the gift of God is eternal life, forever life, in our Lord Jesus the Christ. What a proposition to understand. I don't have to be perfect. I can't be perfect. I can't even do the Ten Commandments perfect. And there's only ten. But I can receive Jesus into my heart. Jesus says this in Matthew 5, 17. He says, but look, watch, be careful. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. <clears throat> so we're not living by the law. Well, we're living by the fulfillment through our faith in Christ. You see, now we're not living by and our sins covered by the blood of an animal, a sheep, a goat, a bull. But God gave the perfect sacrifice. As beautiful as these lilies behind me, as they rise in this time, God gave something beautiful. Not a general, not a military leader. He gave his son. And on the cross, like I have over my shoulder, he paid the price for your sin and my sin. He says, there's no more arguments. They don't have to come to me and, and say who they are. I'll pay the price for Billy. Even before I knew him, in my wild, young ways and days, my Lord now paid the price for me. He knew I was coming one day, and he said, you know what? My father said, my son Jesus will pay the price for you, Billy. So you can turn from your evil ways. You can turn to me. You can look at the Ten Commandments and understand them much better. You can receive them and live by them. And they will help you. So Jesus didn't come to get rid of them. Sometimes you'll hear teachings like that. In different churches, the law is true, the law is the law is wrong. No, the Ten Commandments are still good. Jesus has come to make them porno, to bring it all together in this great crescendo for our lives. That was phase one. Phase two, the Ten Commandments. The first is, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And you know what that's talking? It's, it, he's saying there, saying, you know, if you put this, this cornerstone in, I think of my brothers who do a rock work, rock wall. It's incredible. See, they've got to put in place that first big stone. And only the Luna can come and say, okay, here's the first stone. He may carry it, he may have people carry it, and he'll put it in, in the ground. He'll dig some foundation and set it. They do that for a building, they do that for a building that's made out of rock. And a lot of the old buildings were made out of stone, not cement. That's why Jesus is called the cornerstone. He was set so that everything that came from him will have a sure foundation to live by. 
a sure foundation to be assured that 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 their salvation was set in Christ by faith. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know what he says when you read earlier in Matthew 6? He's saying, you know what, look at the, the birds. Look at the lilies of the field. I take care of all of that. And I take care of you. All of your needs. Don't have any other gods before me. Don't say your, God, your job is your God. Don't say you have some meeting, some Zoom meeting more important than church. Don't do that. As God has set that cornerstone, he set it for all mankind. So that when you put God in your life first, foremost, forever, over rodeo, over surf, over your truck, over your girlfriend, over your fighting chickens, all these things, all these other things, a manini, almost anything else can be, can be second. Because if God is first, if you love him with everything, you will not go off astray. You will not go off into false doctrines and, and conspiracy theories. America's plagued with that today. There's some in our town, some in our church. How silly. Set the cornerstone. The first commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Not another man. Not a El Presidente. Not El Comandante. We're not a banana republic. We're a democracy based on Judeo-Christian values, which comes straight up from the Ten Commandments. And Jesus has fulfilled that. Two, but you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Don't do it. You know what that means. No swear with God's name in there. I cringe when people do that. It's not good. Tell your friends, hey, don't, don't use Jesus' name in vain. Don't, don't do that. The rest are really something we know. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. When we have live church again, those of you who have a church in a house, only for the, the shut-ins, the kupuna, you can stay home. The rest, get out of bed, get out of your pajamas, and come to church. So we can fellowship together. So we can help each other. Love each other. Hug each other. When that time comes, I remind you, please, not now. Some of you old tutus come up to me and want to hug and kiss. I cut them back. I run. And when this COVID thing is all over, then maybe we can. I love the tutus, but oh, some of them, oh, when they want to give, give you a big smooch, I don't know how much uh, droplets is in that. Forgive me for running to my car. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land your God is giving you. Honor your mother and father. Take care of them when they get old. Listen to them. Obey them now. Don't wait till something happens and if you be crying, oh, I'm too late. Love your mother and father now. It might be little this, that. I know my kids sometimes, they think, oh, about father. Well, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes. A lot of times. But my kids, I know they, 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 they treat me good. They want to live well in this land. It's a good principle. It's one of the Ten Commandments. You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony against your neighbor. Never do that. Never do that. You should not covet your neighbor's house. You should not covet your neighbor's wife. 
Don't ever forget that. Don't look at your neighbor's house. You know when they put a, up a new garage? Don't look at your neighbor's house and go, whoo, man. And I covet that. I like to have a new garage too, mama. I build a new garage or your neighbor get one, a new uh, whatever. New motorcycle, motorcycle. Who you can give? You don't need a motorcycle. You don't know how to ride one. Yeah, my neighbor got a new motorcycle. He, he's it's right for him. He looks good on the motorcycle. If I somebody gave me the motorcycle, I'd be in the bushes. Thank you, Lord, for my neighbor's motorcycle. Bless it and him on it always in safety. I pray. Amen. Yeah, no, no, no covet your neighbor's things. My neighbor got a, a milk cow, a big, big, her, her name is Petunia. Oh, God, reminds me of Lani Moo. I don't know how many of you remember on, on Oahu. There was a cow named Lani Moo, owned by the uh, Hind Clark uh, uh, Farm or Ranch. Dairy. It was in Aina Hainan. As a kid, we used to go out there and go see Lani Moo. And, and, and they always changed up. I don't think there was, they would show us the real Lani Moo. You know what I mean? I think the real Lani Moo was, was, I don't know. I don't know where she was sometimes, but they put some other cow there. Hey, children, come see Lani Moo. But it was another cow. But I'm going to tell you this. My neighbor is so kind. And we don't have cows here. So we invited them to bring their petunia, their, their milking cow, and, and she's been giving milk. Now, don't go bother them for milk, please. That's their milk. But boy, Petunia, what a blessing. I'll tell you, Uncle Lyle, he goes to milk the cow every day. Do not bother them about Petunia. You could ask to go by, take a picture. Maybe they'll give you a little piece of butter. I don't know. But she's just a beautiful thing that my neighbors have. So that was phase two. Phase three, we're ending. The greatest of the commandments. One of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, tried to trick Jesus. He says, you know what? You got ten commandments. <clears throat> and, and plus some others. So which is <clears throat> the greatest and Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. Matthew reads just three, Mark reads four. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So this is what Jesus did. He took all the commandments and he drew out of them what the Ten Commandments are actually saying. And he put them in these two. Love God with all your heart. See, the, the Ten Commandments started in the Old Covenant. It said, thou shalt not. Now when Jesus came, he says, do. Do love. Do love. It's not like the commandments of the uh, old covenant. It's like, thou shalt not have. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. But he said here, this is what you should do. You must do. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. You must love your neighbor as yourself. If you can do that, then black and white, red and yellow won't matter. All the protests and all these conspiracy kukunai, it won't come into your mind. These guys that are running around killing in the name, some of them in the name of Jesus or a man, are lost. But we need to pray for them. <clears throat> so this is what Jesus does in the end. The Ten Commandments first in the Old Covenant brought the Israelites from bondage, from a, from a bad situation, into freedom. But how do you deal with your freedom? See, 
So he gave them the Ten Commandments to live a free life. When Christ came, he came not so much to take you out of an Egypt or bad thing, bad marriage, bad job, bad situation, bad health, bad finances, but to take the Egypt out of you. Replace it with Christ himself. To get out of you sin, which only he can do, which the blood of no innocent animal could ever do. No innocent sheep could ever do. Not the fatted calf. Not anything on earth. But the blood of the Lamb. And that's what this is meant with these last two commandments. So that if you live as a follower, believer in Jesus the Christ, all of God's power, all of God's love, all of God's protection for you and your family rains down on you, on your property. Don't go look at your neighbors. Thank God for what he's done for you. And when you have that, when that cornerstone is set, it's set. And daily you could look at the Ten Commandments to check if you're off. But daily you could pray to Jesus. Jesus, I need more than the Ten Commandments too. They're good, but I need you in my life, in my heart. So I could walk with great joy, the ultimate freedom, not bound to any land and not kept in any captivity forevermore, even sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, now I'd love to invite you to join us in communion. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've invited him into your heart, if the Ten Commandments are something that help you and you can receive, then please join us in communion. We'll start with this prayer before communion. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart, and we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen and Amen. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. <clears throat> Let us pray. Father, thank you that we have this ceremony, that Father is blessed by you, sacred to, you, to us, to remember what was done at the Last Supper. When Jesus took the bread, and gave it to the disciples. It said, eat this in remembrance of me. We do this. We should do this every day. So that we don't forget. That we have today the Ten Commandments. To remember you, Father. But more than, more than that is to remember Jesus the Christ. Became the fulfillment of the Ten. So every time we look at them, we can be so grateful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, 
which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, you have given us this reminder, the blood of the Lamb, that as we receive it, Father, it be real in us, that as we are the temple now of the Holy Spirit, that we receive it, Father, into us so we could live closer to you in the day. That, Father, we could remember that you're with us always, even to the end and forever. Praise be to the living God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, you may partake. was only thank you father in conclusion I'd just like to remind us that Easter is coming and the Easter online will be a more elaborate service hula songs um, more scripture but that will not be the same sermon that will happen live at church so I encourage you to watch the online service. And then you're going to have to really start making your reservations for live church. We need to call because we're quickly starting to run out of room. But those of you who have been coming faithfully, don't worry. We'll make sure you, you, you have a space. And those who have been away because of COVID, we're going to make room. And I look forward in my heart, brothers and sisters, for that time when we're all together again. Maybe, maybe with our masks on still, somehow. Because it's such a blessing to, to come together on Sunday. So let me end with this prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, may your spirit touch my brothers and sisters right where they are, in their homes, in their thought. Bless all that they have. These people have sought you and love you, Father. They do know you. They do seek you, Father. So I pray that you would bless them in their bodies, their wealth, their homes, their children, their issues, Father. And the Egypts that sometimes so befall them that, Father, they will hear the sound of the living God say, come with them. Follow Jesus to come out of Egypt. And as we come out of our Egypts, Father, as he did in the desert, they, 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 their feet didn't even swell. We pray this, Lord, that we receive the Christ, the only antidote, the only vaccine, that could take away sin, the sin of the world. So we could live not only now, peace and in your kingdom, but now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray, blessings to all of you, till we meet again. Amen and amen.
What measure could amount to your desire?